Welcome to BPB Knows. Today, BPB Knows Opportunity Zones. Our expert is Art Lieberman, a director in our real estate tax practice and an expert on Opportunity Zones. Art, please explain what is an Opportunity Zone. Sure, Melissa. An Opportunity Zone is an economically disadvantaged area that has been designated by the various states that are designed to take advantage of the Federal Opportunity Zone tax program. That program allows investors to uh, reinvest gains that they have realized from the sales of capital assets or real estate assets and take those gains and reinvest those in these economically disadvantaged areas and receive tax benefits in exchange. Those tax benefits are uh, a deferral of the tax on the gain until 2026 and also, if the investment is successful and if the investment is held for at least 10 years, then there's no tax on the sale of the investment whatsoever. So what kind of real estate developers usually take advantage of these opportunity zones? Well, the, um, the developers that take advantage of this uh, are building commercial real estate and uh, residential rental real estate. This doesn't really work well for condos or for single family homes because you have to hold the asset for 10 years and those assets are inventory. But really all other kinds of property types have proven to be rather popular with the Opportunity Zone program. You see industrial, you see uh, apartments, residential, hotels, office, retail, all kinds of property types. How long has this program been around? Uh, this program started in 2018 uh, with the passage of the 2017 Trump tax bill. Uh, however, it took a, a couple of years for the program to get underway as the regulations were being written by the Internal Revenue Service. And also COVID had an impact on uh, the ramp up of this program as well. But it is uh, now fully ramped up. There are a lot of opportunity funds out there both private and offered funds uh, to choose from. Are these all over the country? Are they only in certain states? Oh, the opportunity zones are in, in all 50 states and each state has designated those areas. Uh, the zones themselves have seen, I would say uneven uh, utilization in this program tends to be uh, the more urban zones that are more active and the rural zones uh, are just less active and drawing less capital. Are there any barriers or issues that you've seen where people have gotten into these and they just couldn't make it work? Well, there are barriers and obviously not every investment uh, pans out over a 10 year period. However, the opportunity zone rules allow you to uh, sell off unsuccessful investments and redeploy that capital in other investments without tax penalty. So when a, when a, client comes to you and says they want to invest in one of these or they want to they want to develop one of these what are the first couple things that you do with them well the first thing i tell them is that uh this has to be a deal that you would do uh without the opportunity zone legislation because the opportunity zone legislation provides no operating subsidies to these projects so the projects have to uh live and die completely on their own 
without the help of any governmental subsidies, as I said. Uh, so if the deal doesn't pencil out, if it doesn't look like a good investment, I typically counsel clients not to let the tax tail wag the dog and not to make an investment that they won't be happy with over the long haul. And uh, how do they take it when you give them that advice? Do people have a, a misconception about what an opportunity zone is and that it's going to be easier than a traditional development? Well, there is the um, there's a bit of an aura around it, like it's a magic bullet and, you know, it's, it's automatically going to be a successful investment. And and really nothing is further from the truth. I mean, these are areas where uh, that haven't attracted significant amounts of capital in the last 40, 50 years. And they are typically uh, less developed, as have less infrastructure, and are more of a challenge from a business standpoint. Uh, but that's sort of the point of the program is to attract capital into these areas, uh, to revitalize those areas. And those developers that are really uh, devoted to what I call placemaking, you know, creating their own little buzz with their own uh, developments and land assemblages do well in these in these areas as well. So, um, you know, a far-sighted developer with a clear vision of what they want to create, these uh, these opportunity zones work very well. And tell us what is a qualified opportunity zone fund? Is that a different animal or is that a is that a related animal? Well, the the qualified opportunity fund is where the investor makes their investment. So the money must be contributed into a qualified opportunity fund within the time prescribed by law, which is generally 180 days from the date that you realize the gain. There's added flexibility when it comes to gains recognized through S corporations and trusts. Uh, however, the gist of it is the same. You have to find uh, an opportunity fund to invest in within the prescribed time. Uh, those funds can either be self-created, uh, where it's just the investor forming a partnership or an S corporation themselves, or these can be offered funds that you that you purchase through a broker or through a brokerage house. So just an individual who's not a real estate developer who wants to be a part of something like this, they go through a broker or they go through a developer to get involved. Correct. Correct. It can be a private deal. It can be a public deal. Uh, it's, it's really rather flexible uh, the way these things are formed. And, and are there restrictions to for just individuals who want to donate in those funds? Are there restrictions? Are there, is there a... a uh, financial amount that they're uh, a lot of the offered funds have minimum investments just like any other investment fund uh, a lot of those funds only take uh, investments from accredited investors um, those types of restrictions uh, do not apply if you form uh, your own opportunity fund but if you do it yourself it's just like anything else you do yourself you're going to have to find the investment you're going to have to underwrite it you're going to have to raise the capital and you're going to have to build and operate it. So it really depends on whether you're active or passive in the real estate space as to whether you you form your own fund and proceed that way, or if you look for an offered fund uh, from a brokerage house or uh, a developer that is seeking third-party capital for their project. Thank you so much, Art, for explaining that to us. And as as many of the topics that we talk about on this podcast, 
It sounds like it pays to have really experienced advisors who know what they're doing and have done a lot of these types of, of programs. To our listeners, thank you for joining us today. As always, if you have questions or topics that you'd like us to cover, you can contact us by email at bpbnose at bpbcpa.com. We'll see you next time.